This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by StoryLab at the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hello again, everyone, from the University of West Florida. I am Christian Garman at the Innovation Institute. Glad to have you here for another episode of Gulf Stories Moments. Uh, our guest today, a guest we've had on many times, Dr. Bill Huth, Distinguished University Professor from UWF, specifically in the discipline of economics. Dr. Huth, always appreciate your time. How are you, sir? Good to see you again, Christian. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. It's good to have you. So we're talking uh, aquaculture today, and by that we, we specifically mean oysters, right? Along the panhandle, yes. You know, that's probably a growth industry for the panhandle. And we've, we've talked some about uh, aquaculturing before. Um, there are certainly lots of topics uh, as, as we get into that. So let's talk moments ago before we started, started recording. You, you were kind of briefing me. I said, late, let's, let's save it for the segment. So, so, so talk a little about what you were talking there a moment ago. We're talking about, you know, a particular oyster seed to aquaculture. You know, it's an oyster seed that comes from a hatchery, you know, it's a, and uh, Rutgers University years ago had a patent on what are called triploid oysters. You know, it's a, those are in essence sterile oysters. They have an extra set of chromosomes. You know, it's a, and so they basically don't go through a reproductive cycle. And it's usually the R months in which they reproduce. You know, it's a, and there's usually a reduction in quality. The oyster meat is smaller. You know, it's a, and uh, it's not quite as tasty during those months. But since a triploid doesn't go through, you know, it's a, a, the reproductive process, the meat is much larger. And most importantly, they grow much faster. Nice, nice patent to have. Yes, indeed. Well, that patent expired, and so now um, there are universities. I know, in particular, FSU is working on it, on in replicating the process of making triploid oysters in the lab and producing them in a hatchery. You know, for commercial growers, they're specifically interested in the aquaculture, or in the Apalachicola aquaculture oyster. So now you can produce, you know, it's a triploid oysters and reduce grow times and increase yield. You know, it's, a, uh, it's already being done over in Wakulla County. Uh, uh, Bob Ballard runs the Wakulla Environmental Center over there, and he's teaching people to become, he calls them oyster ranchers, since the oyster is a uh, creature, not a plant. And and where 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 are they doing this? I mean, where you mentioned Wakulla, but I mean, where specifically in Wakulla is something Oyster like Bay, that? actually. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it does, you know, but... There are a number of permitted areas. FWC has permitted quite a few areas throughout the Panhandle. As a matter of fact, there are some off Scenic Highway. I'm sure you've seen that sure. one, and over near the the, uh, uh, the Garson Point Bridge. And so, so uh, those kind of oysters can be grown there as well. It's big business, right? It is. And we're also talking about making uh, the actual process itself a little smarter. You know, it's by incorporating you know water chemistry measurement on, you know, the oyster grow-out crates, you know, it's a, and even talking about relaying oysters where not only can you move them up and down in the water column to basically change salinity because oyster growth is dependent upon salinity, among other factors, but also being able to move them physically to a, another location. Uh, so near the end of the grow-out phase, you can move them to a more saline environment, you know, it's a, where, you know, it's a, a the oyster will grow a little less rapidly, but pick up a nice salty flavor and at the same time reduce the presence of vibrio, which has mm. always been a problem in oysters in the Gulf Coast, especially during the warmer months. Well, okay, you just said oysters in the Gulf Coast. And now I wanted to ask that. Are oysters especially prolific along the Gulf Coast? It seems like we talk a lot about them here. Or, or is that not the Are they special here, a little different than other places? Yes, they are. Actually, 
even the diploid oysters, the natural oysters out there, you know, it's a, in Apalachicola are more rapid growers than most oysters, you know, it's a, uh, around the, on the East Coast, on the West Coast for that matter. So with that in mind, are they marketed as such? For instance, in, you know, you go up to Maine, are you going to hear a lot about Gulf Coast oysters? No, and that's been a problem. There really needs to be a marketing effort to brand oysters. The Apalachicola oyster always had a special a special deep cup associated with it, but they never took advantage of that, and it was just an Apalachicola oyster. You know, so, whereas on the East Coast, they have blue points, and sure. in many instances... Maine oysters, lobster. Yeah, they're, they're named for the beds that they're grown in. Uh, there needs to be a better marketing effort and some branding done for Gulf Coast oysters. No doubt about it. Dr. Bill Huth talking about aquaculture today. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, Chris. For more golf stories, visit uwf.edu slash golf stories.